You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity. We thank you so much for joining us, whether you are giving birth to another couple's biological children or improvising a case of beer as a child safety seat in Ontario, Canada. We thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, we were glad to bring you another episode of podcast goodness to everyone out there. We have some really great stories this week. I've got a lady who shot her husband while trying to shoot someone else in a road raid incident. Thank you, honey. Yeah, thanks, honey. Yeah, that's a that's a goal. And that comes straight out of Alabama, by the way. Just so you know, we're the, one of the most armed states in the union. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with one of the most impoverished states true. in the union. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Correlation doesn't equal causation, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, well, I got several good stories this week. Uh, but, I mean, really, do we want to start off with the big one? Yeah, let's start off with the big one. Okay. Okay, I've got some good stories, too. I've got a Florida man lighting firecrackers under a child's bed while she sleeps. But we're going to start off with the big one. And I yeah. have been wanting to talk about this all week. Sure. And I'm so glad that we're in your closet. It's true. New studio. <laughs> gathered on this Sunday New studio. afternoon. Yes. And now, Tiny, you know that I have a lot more clothes that I don't wear. I wear like the same <laughs> five shirts and five pants all the time, but I have a closet full of clothes. I'm the same way. Yeah. And it may or may not have to do with the fact that a lot of them I can't wear. I could true. wear them 10 years ago. Now, we may want to clarify being Southern Baptist, <laughs> two men in the closet. You know, a physically located. Right. This is an actual in closet time and space in right. a closet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just before some rumors get started. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, just before rumors get started. Okay. But man, we are going to talk about the Facebook group. Okay. That has the internet abuzz right now. They can't stop all of us. More than two hundred and fifty thousand pledged to storm Area Fifty One to uncover alien secrets. Oh, great. Now, this story was published three days ago. Since then, it's now gotten up to over half a million people. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of people claiming yeah. that they're going to go out there and storm Area 51 and right. they can't stop them all. No, sure they can't. <laughs> but anyway, this story comes from Fox 29, Philadelphia. And again, it says more than 250,000 people have signed up to attend a Facebook event planning a raid on Area 51 in the southern Nevada to see them aliens. <laughs> see them aliens. <laughs> see them aliens. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> According to the event titled Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop Us All. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a great title. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You see the, I guess, the logic mm-hmm. in their argument. Exactly. If enough of us show up, they can't stop us. Exactly. 
A group of alien hunters will meet at 3 a.m. on September 20th near the top-secret U.S. Air Force Base to coordinate an attack to reveal the truth behind the curtain. <laughs> okay. From there, the group will, quote, Naruto run <laughs> with their arms stretched behind them like Naruto Uzumaki in the Japanese anime series Naruto and therefore be able to move faster than bullets. <laughs> okay, I want to see how that works out for them. <laughs> The joke event is hosted by S posting because I'm in shambles, which is you know a Facebook sure. page that posts memes, and I, I'm not up to on my Twitch streamers. Is this Smiley Coon? Oh sure, <laughs> a guy who streams video games on the internet. Yes, and then it says that another 283 people have said that they are interested in attending. You know, on Facebook you can click uh, yeah, right or, or, interested. or interested. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like when your band plays a show. There's always like 800 people interested, and 15 people show up. Absolutely. Let's see them aliens, the event host wrote in an apparent effort to rally the troops. Area 51, also known as Homie Airport, is a remote outpost. Never heard of that before. I didn't know it was called Homie Airport. I thought it was a Nellis Air Force Range or something. I have something. no idea. But anyway. I, I would, if I was Area 51 right now, I would be releasing all kind of memes that says, Homie, don't play that. <laughs> You know? That's good. Yeah. That's good. They need to put me in charge of PR. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Area 51 is a remote outpost of the Edwards Air Force Base located about 125 miles from Las Vegas. The base's current primary purpose remains classified. In 1955, the mysterious area was chosen by the CIA as a testing site for their super-secret Lockheed U-2, a high-altitude reconnaissance aircraft. In 2013, the CIA officially acknowledged the existence of Area 51 by declassifying documents documents detailing the history of both the U-2 and Oxcart projects. Although the commonly preferred official name for the facility today is the Nevada Test and Training Range at Groom Lake, both the names Watertown and Area 51 were used as official names for the facility. A brief history by the CIA explains, Still, the secrecy surrounding the base has made Area 51 the subject of many conspiracy theories for decades, including the storage of crashed alien spacecraft, meetings with extraterrestrials, or the development of time travel. Will anyone take the Storm Area 51 Facebook event seriously and show up at the heavily guarded site with 24-hour surveillance? That remains to be seen, but the truth is out there. Okay. And I, for one, cannot wait I hope they to show see up. what happens. Yeah. I don't 20th. want anybody to get hurt. You know, but yes. I want to, I want them to, I want to see what happens. <laughs> I do too. But the, the best gift of all of this is the amazing memes that have been created <laughs> yes. online. Right. Absolutely. Um, There's some good ones. Until we find out what alien secrets are held there when they show up and storm the gates. With their Naruto run. Right, with their Naruto run. <laughs> and somebody I saw in one Facebook group was like, well, I mean, there's no way they're going to kill whatever 100,000 people trying to get in. And I was like, will yeah, they? Yeah, they will. <laughs> because, okay, I would just like to state for the record, I think that this is all just an internet joke. Just a joke, right, of if, course. If, if anybody does take this seriously... I think they'll probably, there'll be a handful of people show up yeah. and they'll have a little protest on the side of the road. Right, yeah. But the real, I don't think anyone's actually going to get into Area 51, but let's just play out the scenario that half a million people, or I'll say 10% of that, yeah. 10,000 people show up and try to storm the base and they gun down 10,000 oh, yeah. innocent, right. you know, unarmed Americans. I mean, that's when the real interesting thing, what happens then? Right. Well, I'll tell you, you know? exactly what happens then, okay? <laughs> a lot of our close and personal friends will be like, 
that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, a daggum troops, you can't just go running up to an army base. You know, I mean, yeah. that's exactly what'll happen. And then there'll be the whole other side is like, this is vicious and cruel. Right. And then in the middle will what, be probably people secret? like me and you that are like, man, it's really unfortunate that they died. But also, you had to think that, that was a possibility when you showed up, you know? Yeah, like on the one hand, I'm like, okay, well, it's their own fault. But then I, I, I'm telling you, there's a part of me that's like, what? Is so secret. Yeah, that we got to kill. That is worth killing exactly. all these people to keep that secret. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. But <laughs> I just, I'm very interested to see what happens. And I don't want anybody to die right. <laughs> at all. I'm anti-death. This is an anti-death podcast. <laughs> but just show up. I mean, for the people who, I, there's no way I would drive from Alabama to Nevada. Right. You couldn't get me or to fly. drive. You couldn't get me to drive to Birmingham for this event. <laughs> You know, yes. I mean, that's just the level of commitment <laughs> I have. Very hard to get me out of my house. Yeah. But I, if if you're going, you know, I and I hope people do. I mean, I hope a half a million people show up, but I know <laughs> there'll be, like you say, 50 people who like live around there who show up. I wish you all the success in the world. Well, how about this? And this is just my opinion, but maybe some of the secrecy around this base does need to end. I sure. mean, the CIA has officially acknowledged since 2013 that this base does exist. Right. And I understand you can't just open up the doors, and, and but maybe there should be like a guided media tour. Right. Where they bring them in and they're like, hey, this is where we worked on the U-2 and this is where yeah. we worked on the stealth craft. And this guy who we're you know blurring out his image, we're going to call him Joe, yeah. is one of our chief scientists who works on secret right. aircraft. And he's definitely not an alien. <laughs> Yes, yeah. as you can see, as you can see, his face is blurred, but right. he's not an alien. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I'm all for transparency in government, you know, right. and I realize there's a certain level of secrecy that we have to have with certain things mm-hmm. because like stealth weapons and stuff like and so forth. Mm-hmm. But what's the big deal with us going and walking around like just the airstrip or whatever, yeah, exactly. you know? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, put all the alien stuff in the bunker that nobody can see <laughs> and let us all walk around. And that would just solve all of this, you know? It'd be a really great move on Area 51's part if they were like, okay, guys, you're here. Come on in, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, we've known because about this for weeks. We've had, we've had two months now to move yes. the aliens. Right, we put all this stuff on the moon, you know, <laughs> while y'all are here. Just come in and look around, take all the pictures you want, you know, <laughs> yeah. and... And then y'all are going to have the snack machine. Right. And then they can go back to doing really super secret stuff because everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, we know there's nothing there. Over at Area 62. Yeah, right. Yeah. Area 69. That would be my top secret facility. (laughs) It's hard to get in there sometimes. (laughs) Tough, tough to get in Area 69. It's very tough. (laughs) Got to be limber. I'll just say that much. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I would think. And honestly, you know, in 2013, we've known about Area 51 for, for a long time. But in 2013, when the CIA was like, yep, it's official. We yeah. got this place out here. You guys are on to us. By that point in time, they're already putting all the alien stuff somewhere else. That's an excellent point. Yeah. At if, least, if they got aliens, they're not there yeah, now, probably. Right. No, no, no. They're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where. It's secret. We'll have to find it. Come on, Google Earth. But let me ask you this. I mean, again, we've known about Area 51 for a long time. It's interesting that everyone's talking about this now. Right. And I personally think the reason everyone's talking about it now is because Bob Lazar, the guy who blew the whistle on Area 51 way back in the 90s, 
has recently had a documentary made about him. Mm-hmm. It's currently streaming on Netflix if you want to watch it. It's called Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. And it's a good documentary, but everybody know that the filmmaker is a UFO believer. Right. And, as well as an, a personal friend and advocate of Bob Lazar. So just know that going into it. Yeah. But also, they recently did the Joe Rogan experience, both Bob yes. Lazar and Jeremy Corbell. And I think that is why Got everybody there are fired up. millions of people interested in it. True. Hmm. And Bob Lazar himself did issue a statement on okay. Instagram. He made this post just the other day, and he said, I have to comment on this Storm Area 51 thing. I do understand that it was started as a joke by someone, but there are a number of people who are actually planning on showing up. This is a misguided idea. Area 51 is a classified research base, and there are no aliens or alien technology located there. The only place there was ever any alien technology was at Site S4, south of Area 51 proper. Okay. (laughs) And then he says... That was 30 years ago. S4 may have been moved decades ago, or it's possible that it's no longer being used for the project. I do not support this movement. The last time someone tried to get into Area 51, he was shot. This is not the way to go about trying to get more information. What is good is the interest in the subject, the science and the technology. That is what would immediately change the world we live in. So, oh yeah, internet nerds Bob Lazar does not support people trying well, to break in. And let me extend an invitation to Mr. Lazar to <laughs> come on the show. Yes. I, mean, I know you've been on Joe Rogan, so you're <laughs> podcast friendly. <laughs> We almost have as big a reach as Rogan does, <laughs> and uh, our listeners would be very interested in hearing what you have to say. So. Right, almost as interested as I would be. Yeah, right, almost. So, anyways, if you're going to Area 51, be careful. Take some water. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to take some water. Yeah. Maybe take a coat because yeah. it's very cold at nighttime. Right, and maybe bulletproof vest. You know, <laughs> right. just just to be on the safe side. And don't cross that line. Yeah. I mean, there's a line. That line's kind of fuzzy. Oh, it depends on how fast your Naruto run is. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good point. Right. <laughs> okay, well, moving on to a story that was, I actually talked to an old friend of mine this week. His name's Caleb Weems. One of the most talented people I've ever known. Really good guy. And he called me to tell me about this story here. And it's Alabama-centric. And I am just going to read The headline here comes from AL.com, trusted news source. Pastor builds monster truck for Jesus. (laughs) Well, the Bible does say whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. That's true. So if you want to build a a jacked up pickup truck, do it to the glory of God. The Reverend Terry Billings built a monster truck for Jesus. (laughs) It's the Jesus truck, Billings said. Mighty bold to say you're the only Jesus truck, okay? This is the only way to build a truck. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm the way, the truth, and the truck. (laughs) No man comes through the mud hole except by me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's bigfoot 14.6 for you i just you need a sighting for that need a sight for that scripture okay the tailgate I'm, if, I'm sorry if you're not a church guy you may not get some of these jokes so um the tailgate has dripping blood painted on it with the slogan now here's the slogan covered in mud but washed in blood that's so, catchy it is catchy <laughs> Billings takes the heaven-bound mud bogger to car shows, revivals, and patriotic celebrations at churches where it inevitably attracts attention. 
If you want to get your picture with a truck, first you have to hear my story, Billings said. Okay. The story starts with an old farm truck worth about $300 and a rum-drinking farmer. Mm-hmm. It was an 1987 Chevrolet four-wheel drive pickup that Billings bought used in 1991. He used it as a mud truck on the farm where he raised cattle and chicken. It was my farm truck, he said. The kids got in it and we'd ride through the mud. But the driver was in desperate need of Jesus, Billings said. He drank a lot and he lived a bad life, he said. I was an alcoholic. My son Kyle got saved. I went to watch him get baptized. I lived a life that was not of God. I was drinking a fifth of rum a day and smoking two packs of cigs a day. And he was cussing. Oh, wow. (laughs) The cardinal sin. Yes. Billings said he decided to turn his life over to Jesus in July 2004, admitting he lived a life of sin and he needed to be saved. I was so ashamed, and he gave up all his vices, no more drinking rum, no more smoking cigarettes, and no more foul language. Once he gave his heart to Jesus, his life changed instantly. I couldn't muster a cuss word, Billings said. It was my primary language before. Well, he obviously didn't drop any furniture on his toe. <laughs> no, that'll happen. Okay. Or get passionate about health care. As a joke, I did not cuss during that story. Yeah, Kevin. That's right. <laughs> he hadn't wanted an alcoholic drink since. My hunger became for God's word, Billings said. Billings became owner of Billy's Barbecue in Gordo in 2009. Now, if I don't, if I own a restaurant, I'll make you cuss. I don't know what will. He was also ordained and served as a bivocational pastor of Forest Baptist Church in Gordo. At the restaurant and in church, Billings saw a lot of troubled people. People are stuck in life. That's when he got a vision of a mud truck plowing its way through the mud as a metaphor for Jesus helping people have... <laughs> Sorry. Perfect <laughs> illustration. I get it. That's Yes. For Jesus helping people have the power to get unstuck from what bogs them down in life. So think sinners stuck, stuck in, the mud, in the mud, sinking in their sin. Right. And then Jesus drives up in a jacked up four wheel drive pickup with his American flag waving from the tailgate. That's right. And pulls them up out of the right. mud. Winches them out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in 2016, God gave me a vision, Billing said, and it had involved his old farm truck. That's what he said use. It took two years to build it. Among the first people Billings talked to were Trey Robertson and his father, Kip, owners of Crank and Chrome Garage in Tuscaloosa. When they heard the vision, they offered to work on it. We did the labor for about 50% of what we normally charge, Trey Robertson said. When Robertson began pitching ideas about what they could do, Billings could see the cost for parts rising. Right. Yeah, not cheap. Not cheap at all. He asked how much it would cost. I don't have any money, Billings said. And Robertson replied, I thought you said God was doing this. (laughs) That's a businessman right there. (laughs) Touche. As word spread, donations poured in. You want to guess the cost of the truck? Hmm. How does it it give any specs? No. Well, it's got 52-inch tractor tires with heaven-bound stamped in the metal of the wheels. Okay. Well, that's not cheap. No. I'm going to say it costs upwards of $50,000. The truck costs more than 100000 in improvements to Dang. turn it into a monster truck. 
The motor costs about eighteen grand, and it runs at eight hundred and fifty horsepower on pump gas, and closer to a thousand horsepower on race gas. Wow! Oh yeah, it opens up so many avenues of metaphors of getting stuck in the mud. Trey Robertson said, "You can relate that to being a Christian. There are times you get stuck, and you've got to rely on God." Billy didn't accept donations from anyone who wanted to advertise on the truck which no longer even has its Chevy insignia. Okay, well, that's impressive Mm -hmm. because typically if you're trying to build a trophy truck like this, you're going to need some kind of advertisement. Right, and as Billy said, nobody's name is on it except for Jesus. Right, that's That's the only advertising this truck's doing. So he formed Heaven Bound Mud Bogger Ministry in 2017 that would accept donations to maintain and show the truck and take it to events. Billing serves as its director. He had to sell, as he says, I had to sell the truck for $10 to the ministry, and uh, it actually belongs to God, and he lets me drive it. Okay. There you go. He owns my minivan, too. Transmission (laughs) tore up in it. Still waiting for God to foot the bill on that one. Uh, (laughs) The truck debuted for the public on April 23rd, 2018. Um, On Sunday, it was featured at the Patriotic Celebration at Hillcrest Baptist in Anniston, and adults and children seemed equally fascinated and mesmerized by the truck that eagerly climbed the ladder to get in the cab. Billing shared his testimony and handed out New Testaments and pamphlets about the mud truck ministry and everyone who stopped to everyone who stopped by, and he proclaimed a simple message. Even though we're sinners, God still loves us. 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the steering wheel on the truck is easily removed, and Billing uses it to make a spiritual point. Uh, he asked people how the truck would drive without it, and uh, most say they would go straight in a ditch. I was about to say it would uh, it would have a lot of horsepower and it would yeah. have a lot of momentum, right? But you wouldn't be able it, to steer it, right? Would you? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can't steer it without Jesus. He said, "You have to have Him. Let Him be the driver." Which has always been Jesus take the wheel, you know. <laughs> Which is not great when you're driving. Sometimes you might have control of your car. Uh, take her for a spin, Billing said, as people climbed into the cab of the truck parked in the church uh, lot in Aniston. I guarantee everybody will get out of your way, he said. <laughs> so, old boys built him a nice big monster truck. Not to mention, real quick, not to mention you get up there and I bet it's so high that it really gives one some perspective. Oh, true. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make fun of a fellow brother in christ uh any more than i have to (laughs) any more than i have to because this is an odd news show (laughs) oh yeah definitely an odd news show but i would say a hundred thousand bucks would uh feed a lot of hungry people i mean a whole lot of hungry people um and you know maybe dig some wells in a third world country where they need some fresh water to drink or whatever you know but if he had this passion and was able to raise the money. That's cool. Now he has some detractors online. Who <laughs> some detractors? You yeah, say? Yes, right. <laughs> but um, who uh, claim that he used this ministry just to build a tax-free monster truck because he wanted a monster truck? Right. So, um, well, and I can see their side of the argument in that. You I would know? say, uh, let the Lord judge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. No. Well, Jesus, it's God's car. He said, God bought it for 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah. No. And who knows how many rednecks will get saved as a result of this man's mud boggers for Jesus ministry. And can we all agree, rednecks need Jesus. (laughs) 
you know? <laughs> oh, come on. That's like a given. We yeah. all know that. I mean, rednecks can do some really damaging stuff. And if we can just stem the tide of rednecks <laughs> yeah. with Jesus, that would be a really great thing. For Even if you're like an atheist or agnostic, you have nothing to do with it. Just get on board with my plan or with Reverend Billings' plan here of of saving rednecks so they're not doing crazy stuff like we talk about right. every single week on this show. So. Because one thing about rednecks is they get stuff done. Oh, yeah. And if we can just, like you said, steer them in the right direction, the, yeah, absolutely. there's no telling what rednecks are capable of. Yeah, right. Could Imagine be one of the most the powerful forces in the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine the good <laughs> that they could be doing right now. Right. So I'm not trying to to down Mr. Billings. I think he's got um, a definite passion for what he does, a passion for Jesus, which is great. More people need to have that. I myself probably need to have it more, <laughs> right. you know. Because, I mean, Earth Oddity, we haven't dug any wells yet. No, we so. haven't. We're still waiting for y'all to <laughs> donate some money, you know. We did really promo people uh, feeding the uh, needy with the uh, mail carriers. We did do that. Hunger drive, right? And I, I posted an Instagram pic. You yeah. You can go look at that. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying. <laughs> we're doing what we can. Yeah. We're doing what we can. <laughs> I didn't have to buy such a big house with a huge closet for us to record in. That may be a point someone could make. Yeah. But I've been tired of acting poor for forever. So (laughs) So you're going to act rich. That's right. I'm going to act rich now. And just let God worry about the mortgage payment. Only This is God's house. This is God's house. Yes. He lets us record here. So this guy's in Gordo. I drive through Gordo all the time. I've seen the truck on the side of the road. We really need to get a picture. Right. I would like to invite Reverend Billings Billings to come on. Well, you know what? I think. I think that might be one might interview be, that we could actually get. Right. I have tried to get interviews with everybody from the Flat Earth dude with his right. rocket out in Nevada yep. to uh, the Babylon Bee. Mm-hmm. We might can get Reverend Billy. Yeah, just let him come on and give his testimony. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the truck. You know, get our picture made up in it or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. I th- it might work. Might work. I would like to see a head-to-head you know, Jesus monster truck versus grave digger, <laughs> yes. you know, I mean, a battle for the souls of rednecks everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. I think we could sell some tickets to that. You know, I have a grave digger monster truck shirt, by the way. Uh, my son has a grave digger uh, hot wheels. Nice. So. I bought it as a joke to wear like ironically, but <laughs> right. then when I wore it, you know, I'm not hipster enough looking for anybody to realize that I didn't. It's ironic. Yeah, right. So they're all like, man, I love grave digger. <laughs> Did you see him smash him 32 cars? And I was like, nah, I hadn't been to Monster Jam since I was like eight, man. I'm sorry. We need to get some uh, black rim horn frame glasses. Yeah, that's what you need. That'll, and that'll maybe compliment it with like a flannel shirt or something <laughs> and a backwards hat. Yes. Yeah, because everybody just thought like, well, look at this redneck. You hear me talk, you know? They're like, he's definitely into the monster trucks. <laughs> you didn't fool nobody. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I would like to go to one of his little things, you know, like a patriotic gathering, which, (laughs) as a Baptist, we're really huge on patriotic gatherings, by the way. We are. Uh, Maybe we can get the monster truck at our church. I don't see why we couldn't. Oh, man. I was about to say, Casey, he got the million-dollar man. That's right. We've had had Ted DiBiase. Why can't we get a monster (laughs) truck? That might be the thing. And then we could get him on the podcast then. 
I mean, I could cut us a promo. Oh, yeah, right. There we go. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know Jesus is the only name on his truck, but, I mean, we are the only Southern Baptist comedy weird news odd show (laughs) podcast out there. Maybe he'll put our authority sticker on it for us. (laughs) Or we just get uh, some bumper stickers made up and just sneak up. Yeah, just slap one on it, you know? (laughs) I wonder how long it would stay on there. Probably not long. I don't know. I had a friend one time we put a bumper sticker on his car. Uh Uh-huh can't say what it said out loud but it was on like the pass- back passenger's right hand bumper mm-hmm. and he would never see it because he always walked his car from the front and it stayed on there for months before he realized it i've heard that sometimes you can stick it on like you know how they make the little uh stickers for the glass yeah if you put it behind the headrest on the driver's side uh, so it's like behind, yeah so you, you don't you ever never see notice it, it. Yeah. right yeah yeah anyway so if the truck if 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 uh jesus monster truck comes to your town go check it out you yeah know? and tell them earth oddity sent you right yeah and i will say you know uh jesus is the way you know mm-hmm. if you're out here listening and 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 you're struggling in life or you're whatever stuck in mud yeah and you're stuck in and mud you're sinking down right or you're just having troubles we all have trouble you know you it's need true. somebody to talk to or whatever Shoot me an email, or I'll be glad to talk to you about anything you want to talk to. I'm by certain no means, even as scholarly in Bible knowledge as tiny here. I don't know if I say that. But I'm definitely uh, very versed in worldly knowledge. So, <laughs> Which is the kind of knowledge you need when you're struggling. Right, yes. And I can help you out, you know. And you're not a bad person. No. Nobody is really at their core. You know, unless you're out there murdering people or something. Right. There's still hope for all of us, you know. And as a Christian, I would say Jesus is the hope. So Absolutely. And if you're covered in mud, get washed in the blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty amazing slogan right there. It really is. It, I mean, spot on. <laughs> I mean, I want to I hire him as a marketing consultant for our show. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I mean, I just think... I just, man, I, I would like if we could video it. I mean, amazing content, like me and you in the truck with him <laughs> driving, you know, like through mud and yeah. stuff. And I would just shout out every Bible verse I had <laughs> memorized ever just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like we hit that hole and I'd be like, you know, for all of sin to fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. And whosoever shall call upon Jesus' name shall be saved. You know, or whatever. I just like to hit all of them. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's move on here to, uh, this is a short one, but let's talk about somebody who may be struggling okay. and needs some help. Yeah. The rest of our show <laughs> will involve people who need to go to the monster truck show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Right. Florida man admits to lighting firecrackers under a child's bed. Oh, wow. Under a child's under bed. Under a child's okay. bed. Okay. And, uh. In my opinion, we'll get to this, but I think that might actually be the most normal thing about this story (laughs) as we continue. But this comes from Crestview, Florida. A Florida man told sheriff's deputies that he threw firecrackers under the bed of a sleeping nine-year-old girl in a prank gone wrong, according to a post on the Calusa Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Matthew Morrison, 44, of Crestview, was arrested Saturday after deputies responded to a home after the explosion woke the little girl. I bet. Yeah. I bet that was quite a. Oh, yeah. Talking about wet in the bed. Yes. The owner of the house where this happened told the sheriff's office that Morrison lives in a tent outside mm. of the house. 
That's interesting. That he came inside without permission. Oh. <laughs> so. It's tough. <laughs> According to the sheriff's office Facebook post, the homeowner told responding deputies that he chased Morrison out of the house with a stick after the explosion. Yeah. I like to think he was shouting, get back to your tent. <laughs> That's right. Get on, get. <laughs> I didn't tell you you could come in the house. Get back in the tent. <laughs> you better get. Get on. Get. Responding officers spoke with a little girl who said the explosion scared her, making her cry and mm. shake. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> The firecrackers will do that. I mean, hey, Daddy, let's sign up for some PTSD disability <laughs> right now. Get your SSI check or whatever it is for. Yeah. Come on, let's get going. Morrison was arrested and charged with burglary, child cruelty without great harm, and possession of a controlled substance after deputies found two grams of methamphetamine mm. in his pockets. That'll, that'll cloud your decision making. <laughs> yeah. The sheriff's office did not immediately respond to CNN's request for comment. CNN was not able to immediately reach Morrison or determine whether he has legal representation. I imagine a dude living in a tent probably don't have a phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's probably going to get a public defender. But yeah. I feel like this story, there's just not enough information. I mean, a dude, he lives in a tent outside of the house, right? but he don't have permission to come in the house. No. Well, maybe he's got to, like, knock first, you know, or something, right. and let Dad say you can come on in I mean, or is he a, a family member that's just been exiled, Down on his luck. You know? He's down on his luck, and he's a meth head, so they, they want him to be close so they can keep an eye on him, but they don't want him living in their house so he doesn't steal all the copper out of it or something. <laughs> You know, <laughs> strange. I better make sure that air conditioner out back is all locked up because he'll clean that, pick that thing clean. Because I'll be honest, I mean, lighting firecrackers under someone's bed while they're sleeping. I mean, sounds kind of awesome <laughs> as a prank, right? I, I would never do that. I might do that to my kids. I was going to say Tara would be really angry with yeah, me. Right. <laughs> but that's that's why yeah. I wouldn't do that. I might can talk Deidre to let me do that. You know, nothing big. As long as you get like a pan. So, yeah, right. You know, yeah, you don't want to hurt the floor. You don't, yeah, yeah, you don't want to make a mess. Right. Plus, you don't want to set the box spring on fire. You know, <laughs> you got to figure that out, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I might. Well, I'm not. No comment. I'm not. <laughs> never mind. Where I talk myself into some like evidence in a future legal post <laughs> yeah. against me or a legal case against me. But yeah, I mean, I imagine he's probably, you know, 4th of July season or whatever out back, you know, hitting. He's still got some firecrackers he hadn't shot yeah, off yet. Chasing a dragon. And he's like, you know, it'd be funny. You know, a little Carly loves firecrackers. I'm going to go in there and put them under a bed, you know, and this is all going to be fun. We're all going to sit back and laugh after this is over with. But didn't work out for him like no. he thought. Well, that's tough for him. Um, let's talk about another break-in. All right, let's do it. This comes from KATV.com. The headline reads, Man broke into Gresham House with his cat, put on homeowner's Christmas onesie. Okay. Um, this is from Gresham, Gresham, Oregon. So this is some of Johnny's kin, folks. <laughs> yes. Police say a man broke into a Gresham home, ate a cupcake, put on a woman's Christmas onesie and brought his cat along with him to the crime scene. <laughs> All right. Now, I, let me just say as an adult, you let's just drop the whole onesie thing. I know a few years ago that caught some traction and people were like, oh, I want to get onesies just like I have when I was little. Let's just stop with them. Okay. Right, right. Uh, a union suit is okay if you're going hunting or whatever, but that's about it. You don't need a Christmas onesie, anybody. <laughs> The Gresham Police Department says the burglary happened Sunday around 3.45 p.m. at a home near 
Southeast 180th Avenue and Southeast Alder Street. Everybody knows where that is, familiar with that. And the homeowners told officers they came home to find their house damaged and items outside that didn't belong to them. They also heard something rustling around in their crawl space. When they looked in the crawl space, they saw a cat wearing a shirt. <laughs> and they also heard something that sounded larger than a cat. I saw a cat with a shirt, and I was like, if someone's going to put clothes on an animal, they're not going to leave it behind in their burglary. That's, That's a good point. Very, very good. Someone's down here, said Tim Smith, who's the owner of the house. They called the police, and the officers were at the scene. A man emerged from the crawl space wearing the owner's Christmas onesie. He's identified as 38-year-old Ryan Bishop, and his cat is named Spaghetti. <laughs> For, not a bad cat name. When asked for comment, he said, Merry Christmas. That's right. <laughs> Police say Bishop and Spaghetti broke into the home, ate a cupcake, made some coffee, and raided the dryer for a new outfit. And he went with the onesie. Yeah, the Christmas onesie. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what all was in the dryer. <laughs> right. But he, he pulled it out, and he's like, this is what I'm going to go well, with. a little while to Christmas onesies in the dryer in July anyways. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, maybe she wears it around. I don't know. Maybe Santa and his naughty elves were visiting. <laughs> You know, I, well, I, Christmas in July. That's right. Christmas in July is a big thing. Um, he was booked into the Multoma, Multonoma Nailed County it. Jail on charges of first-degree burglary, first-degree criminal mischief, and third-degree theft. Animal Control responded to the scene to capture Spaghetti when the cat refused to come out of the crawl space. The homer, homeowner said she didn't want her Christmas onesie back, even after <laughs> even after Bishop was taken into custody. And Bishop looks exactly like you would imagine someone to look like who would break into a house carrying their clothed cat with a t- <laughs> and putting on a Christmas onesie. Um, you know, maybe he's just trying to get in the Christmas spirit a little early. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, out of all the clothes you could have picked, the Christmas onesie was the one you went with. I know. But maybe, I think that speaks volumes of his character. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't. Jesus is a reason for the season. <laughs> maybe he was about to go out and pass out some tracks or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, so just keep an eye out there, Oregonians, uh, for Mr. Bishop and his cat, Spaghetti. When he gets it, I imagine when he gets out, he'll go get him back from animal control. Uh, you know, I don't know how they Like, will they hold on to it for you or something? I guess. I mean, if they don't euthanize it first. Hopefully they don't. Now, they will put a cat down in a heartbeat, you know? <laughs> yeah. You see a lot well, of, like... I was supposed to say, they'll put dogs down, too. Yeah, but you see a lot of more PR for adopting dogs than you right. see PR for adopting cats. That's true. But cats, I mean, as a cat, I'm a cat owner, you know? Um, they will wreak havoc on a local environment. They kill birds and mm-hmm. all kind of road everything. Cats are just they're killers, you right. know. God gave them the mind of a of a tiger and the body of a of a house cat. <laughs> and so they can't turn off their predator instinct. It's just there. Yes. Which is one of the things I like about them. Mm-hmm. But uh so yeah, I think they just put down cats at a rate probably 2 to 1 dogs. They're just like, "I ah, get rid of it." You know. Right. Nobody's going to want that cat. Yeah, right. Well, shout out to my friend Kathy who runs the cat center for Tuscaloosa Metro Animal Shelter, where we adopted my cat, by the way. Adopt, don't shop. Save a cat for dying, people, or a dog, or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to adopt. Maybe a baby. Maybe adopt a human if you're just looking to adopt. Yeah, there's plenty of those. And fortunately, 
we're not euthanizing them. Yes. At least yes. outside of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That was a, I might cut that out. A little accurate. <laughs> a little too accurate. You know? I was about to say, it's one of those jokes that's not funny because it's so true. <laughs> right. Yes. Like a lot of times jokes are funny because it's true. Right. That one's not funny that's because little, it's true. A little too accurate. I was dancing around it with the yet. Yeah. That can go in the uh, Patreon. <laughs> You know, yes. We should just do a jokes we cut out on Earth Oddity <laughs> yeah. Patreon show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well speaking of speaking of aborted babies. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta leave it in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong it's so perfect I gotta get a drink of water <laughs> oh that's horrible Oh, but it sure is funny. You know, sometimes horrible. <laughs> we laugh because it dulls the pain. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So our next story. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to cut it all out. Nobody's going to know we're laughing at, which is even better. That's all right. Keep, uh, it'll be in a best of episode sooner or later. Yes. Uh, our next story. A mother gave birth to other couples' babies because of an IVF mix-up lawsuit states. Oh, wow. A couple from New York is suing a fertility clinic after a woman gave birth to other couples' babies because of an IVF mix-up, according to a federal lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court. Oh, no, somebody's mowing their grass. (laughs) Come on. I might can now that I might can uh we'll wait till they get <laughs> we'll well, I'll say like to the other side. The yards are like as big as a postage stamp, so it can't take them that long. If they're right out here, they'll finish that strip pretty quick. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. The mother who is Asian gave birth to two non Asian babies oh. and each child was a genetic match to a different couple that, that was also a client at the fertility clinic. The Asian couple was then forced to give up the children to their true genetic parents. So, wow, that's that's crazy. That is tough. I mean, okay, legally that makes sense. Yeah. But, and I'm a man. I will never have the pleasure of giving birth to babies. I don't. Thank most, you, Lord. I don't know if they describe <laughs> it as a pleasure. Right. Yeah. But the point is, I don't know what I don't know what the hormones are doing to you to help you bond to your child right. at that moment. Yeah. But then, I mean, you give birth to two children, and then you got to give them to their biological parents. Yeah. That's crazy. To but think you about. know, that mom was like, "Ooh, I didn't have to do any work." <laughs> you know, like, wow, this has really turned out great for us. <laughs> if you're that mom. You're like, wow. I guess that's just a bonus. That's right. Let's have two more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know this clinic had a free surrogacy service. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's tough, man. It is. Yeah. Anyway. The couple, identified only as AP and YZ, live in Flushing, New York, where they were married in 2012. After having trouble conceiving a child, they decided to try to have a child through in vitro fertilization, or IVF, with a company called CHA Fertility based out of Los Angeles. 
CHA Fertility did not respond to a request for comment. Shocker. Imagine that. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. You got to get out in front of that, though. You, you know. In vitro fertilization is a series of procedures in which an egg is fertilized in a lab and then transferred to a uterus, according to the Mayo Clinic, which, I mean, we all know that. It's been sure. around since the 70s. Yeah. CHA Fertility claimed on its website to be one of the premier fertility treatment networks in the world. The clinic says on its site that it has fulfilled the dreams of tens of thousands of aspiring parents in over 22 countries. The lawsuit says that the couple spent more than $100,000. Oh, it's expensive. On IVF services, yeah. apparently. Yeah, no, I have some friends who've done it. It's really oh, expensive. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's super expensive. Anyway, uh, including facility and doctor's fees, specialist services, medication, lab expenses, travel costs, and more. Yeah. In early 2018, the company collected sperm and eggs from YZ and AP, and then they formed five ulipoid. Uh, I'm just going to say, and they formed five embryos, four of which were female, the lawsuit states. The first attempt at transferring an embryo to AP did not result in a pregnancy. They tried again, and then they were ecstatic when they learned that AP was pregnant with twins in September of 2018, the lawsuit states. However, a sonogram determined that the twins were both male and confused the couple because there was only one male embryo of the five that they made, which was not transferred to her, the lawsuit states. They called the co-owners of the fertility clinic to ask about the issue, and they were told that sonogram results were not accurate and that this was not a definitive test. They tell that to everybody pretty much. (laughs) One even said that when his wife was pregnant, they were told that they were going to have a boy but ultimately had a girl. But AP gave birth to twin boys in March, and neither baby was of Asian descent. So, man. They pulled the old switcheroo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, when they got that call down to clinic, you know, they're like, hey, uh, we just had our baby and it's not Asian like we are. You know, like whoever, like I the mean, secretary who answered it was like, can you hold just a moment? <laughs> yeah. If you're the secretary, is it wrong to say you racist? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It says, uh, the plaintiffs were shocked to see that the babies they were told were formed using both of their genetic material did not appear to be. DNA testing found that the babies were indeed not related to the couple, nor were they even related to each other. These are twin boys, and they're not even brothers. Oh, wow. In fact, each baby was genetically related to a couple that had also gone for treatment at CHA Fertility, the lawsuit states. Because of that, AP and YZ were required to give up custody of the babies to their genetic biological parents. Yeah, they hit the lottery. (laughs) They did. (laughs) The couple still did not know what happened to the two embryos that were supposed to be transferred to her. Uh, the lawsuit filed July 1st says the plaintiffs have suffered physical and emotional harm. I would, I would agree. Yeah. I imagine that's tough. And they accused the defendants of medical malpractice, negligence, and 14 other counts. Wow. So this is just, I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine you, know, you no. go through the pregnancy and it's, it's much tougher for the mom. Oh, yeah. But, you know. I mean, it ain't really easy on us either. <laughs> I mean, as as a, I felt like as a expectant father, yeah. my role was to just be support. Sure. And to, right. you know, go get ice cream when you need to get ice cream. Yeah. And listen to. Listen to. All the, my back hurts and my <laughs> yes. feet are swollen. I mean. And not talk about 
anything like how bad your day was. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't no, bring that It'll up. never compare. <laughs> no. It'll never once compare <laughs> to anything you could ever say. But you go through all that, and I can't. And that's just as a dad. I can't imagine the mom. And then you right. find out they're not your kids. Yeah, and, and they're getting gotta, taken away. Yeah, and you yeah. got to give them back to their parents. Because right. I might be like, well, I mean, they're white or whatever, but I, <laughs> I'll raise them, you know. <laughs> you know, right. I'll raise them. It's fine with me. You know, like I just really wanted a kid. I didn't care. I do want a refund. Yeah. Oh yeah. Full <laughs> refund. Full refund. And I would like all my embryos back. We're gonna stick them in the fridge at home. You know, y'all can't have those anymore. Right. But yeah, I don't. You know, that's tough. Yeah. The the clinic really really dropped the ball on this one. Whoever's like riding yeah. with a sharpie marker, like this is. This is the Sullivan's embryos or whatever. Right. And this is the longs. Really messed up. <laughs> yeah. You got them all mixed up. And no telling how many times, you you know, because white people are the majority in the country that they've mixed up and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. If I went through this facility thing, I would be like DNA testing my kids and getting a lawsuit ready real quick. Well, we did had a story last year about an IVF doctor who mm-hmm. he just straight up used his own right. genetic yeah. material exactly. to impregnate all yes. these women. Right. Yeah. And not the old fashioned way. I'm talking, you know. <laughs> no, that's a more difficult. You gotta pay a lot to get that service. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean as far as uh, as far as Darwin and natural selection is concerned yeah. Was this dude like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to be the fittest of them all. Maybe so. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But I'm going to have 30 kids. That's a lot of child support. <laughs> well, they didn't find out about it until right. much, Way much, later. much later. True. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel bad. I really feel bad for the lady who had to go through all the pregnancy because pregnancy is really tough. Mm-hmm. My wife was never a, uh, I, I love being pregnant, you know, type of woman. Right. You know, some women are just like into it. I'm going to be a mother and you're glowing and all that. And Deidre was just like, I hate it, you know, <laughs> like from the moment it started until they've got the baby out. She did not enjoy being pregnant at all. Mm. Sick all the time. Couldn't sleep. Everybody, all that good stuff. Here I go again. That's why we need an artificial wound. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So tough break for that lady. I feel really bad for. I remember back when me and Tara and we didn't have to really, we didn't really have a, a ton of difficulty. Like, yeah. like Tara did have a miscarriage between our two boys. I remember telling Tara like way back when we were, you know, first trying, that, right. you know, and this is just me, uh, more power to anybody who, who feels they need to go to in vitro. Yeah. I, I hope it works out. And yeah, I absolutely. You, I hope you don't get another couple's child. True. Yeah. But for me personally, I've always just, you know, I remember I told Tara, like, well, if it don't work out, I think we'll just adopt. Yeah. You know, that they right. that as a sign that we need to yeah. you know, help some other child. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But mm-hmm. I also get the, you know, having three children. Um, the desire to pass on your genes to yeah. the next generation. I completely understand yeah, more that. More power to anybody out there right. who, who wants to go this route if they have the means to do so. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess it's just yeah. not my thing. Right. Yeah. I don't and know that's that I personal. would do. That's just I don't, personal. We wouldn't have had the money to do it anyway. <laughs> that's a good point. You know? <laughs> that, that's probably the real reason yeah, we right. wouldn't have gone that route. <laughs> yeah. you probably come out a few thousand cheaper adopted. <laughs> yeah. It's still expensive to adopt. Although, though. I was about to say, it should, I, I think there's a lot we could do there. To make I, that. And, and actually, people are working on that, you know, good, luckily, good. to streamline the process and cut down on the cost and all that. And hopefully that happens. Okay, so let's move 
phone to something a little more normal, and that would be a woman who shoots her husband while trying to shoot someone else in a road rage incident. Oh, no. Yeah, this comes out of Coleman County, Alabama. Coleman County is a pretty famous county in Alabama. It used to be home of the Klan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the home of the Klan is now in Alabama. I don't think there's too many Klan guys left, contrary to what people try to say, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The clan is like three rednecks who get together on the weekend. I was about to say, what's left of the clan is on 4chan now. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's their domain. Well, according to everyone else, they all voted Trump into office. So <laughs> maybe it's bigger than I know of. I don't know. Right. I'm really not privy to the workings of the clan. I'm not either. Yeah. We're an anti clan podcast. Right. right. Absolutely. Disavow. We disavow the clan. All right. So. A Coleman County woman is behind bars after authorities say she accidentally shot her husband while trying to shoot someone else. Whoops. Muzzle control. <laughs> Sheriff Matt Gentry said the incident began around 6.45 p.m. Saturday in a road rage episode on Alabama Highway 69 <laughs> in Dodge City. My favorite highway. That's right. It's funny that she shot somebody in Dodge City, too. <laughs> Um, the dispute carried over to a home on County Road 160 in Bremen. Authorities say Erica Cole attempted to shoot a second party, but instead struck her husband, Nicholas Cole, who was shot in the head and is reportedly in stable condition. Huh. Erica Cole was arrested on charges of attempted murder, second-degree assault, and reckless endangerment, and she is being held without bond in the Coleman County Detention Center. Gentry said additional details aren't being released because the investigation is ongoing. So that's all the article has to say. Yeah. It's very unfortunate that her husband got shot, but <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate that anybody got yeah, shot. I was going to say, yeah, but we but, probably shouldn't involve gunplay in a, in a road rage. Absolutely. I, you know, anyways, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But really that's just, uh, that's just part of our culture down here in Alabama. You know, that's yes. just what we do. We just shoot people for fun. We got all these guns. We got to use them. Yeah. yeah, we're angry. Yeah. But you know, her husband, when she got shot, she was like, dang it, honey, why'd you shoot me? You know <laughs> what I do? <laughs> I've been having you practice with that out in the backyard shooting Miller Lite cans. <laughs> like, what's the problem? Remember your training. Two hands. You know, you got to get the pistol, two hands on the pistol here. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad for him, too, because now his wife's going to be in jail for a long time and he's dealing with a head injury. My brother, uh, fortunately, nobody passed away. Like, no one died as a result. So, okay. You know. I'm, I'm so ready to hear the story. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, my brother, he, he commented on the story, maybe you should take her to the range less. And my response was, maybe you shouldn't. That's right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just feel like, uh, you know, that's, that's tough. I mean... I love my wife and all, and uh, if she ever shot me on accident, it'd be tough to get back with her, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a different when, like, she throws away your favorite T-shirt because she thinks it's got holes in it and it's no good. That's they one thing. You. But when she shoots you, you just got to be like, look, That's babe. a lot of trust. Yeah, gone. Right. In gone. a nanosecond. Totally gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, look, babe, I just don't, I don't think it's going to work out anymore. You know? Although I know a guy, and I, I told this story on another episode, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing again, but I knew a guy in college. He was dating a girl. 
uh, her uncle was a member of the SWAT team, and he went over to her house, and there was a bulletproof vest laying out. And he was like, oh, cool. And she was like, you want to try it on? And he was like, heck yeah. And so he puts it on, and she's like, turn around, and I'll take a picture. He turns around, and she shot him, <laughs> like, in the vest. <laughs> I remember you telling that. And he still married her. So, oh, wow. I mean. Well, maybe it's like she's. Young she, men are stupid. Yeah. Well. And she must have been pretty hot. <laughs> Yeah, young men are stupid because of one reason. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's not sugarcoated here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she must have been pretty hot. Or she must have did things no one else has ever done to him before. I don't know. I don't know. There's only one or two scenarios that this will work out. So, But, yeah, he, he, he married her. Yeah. Moral of the story, guys, if you get angry on the road, just know, know your target and what's beyond. Okay? Yeah. Right. I would never, ever say this because I'm not sexist, but I believe it was Chuck Norris who said, never let your woman hold your peace <laughs> in one of his movies way back a long time ago in the 80s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Anyway, I'm going to move on to my last story, and we've been going on a while, so this isn't going to take, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but... A uh, suspect is hiding. A loud fart gives away his position okay. and leads to his arrest. <laughs> wow. This comes from Clay County, Missouri. When tracking down a suspect, law enforcement might use a canine to track down a scent. That was not necessary for a recent arrest in Missouri. Hmm. According to Clay County Sheriff's Office, over the weekend, Liberty Police were searching for a person who a felony warrant for arrest who had a felony warrant for arrest. The person was wanted for possession of a controlled substance. The suspect hid to avoid police, but apparently let out a fart so loudly that it gave away his hiding position. So, they just, just imagine the, uh, the old cheek the rattler walking around, shining his flashlight. He's listening to see if he can hear anything, and then he hears. <laughs> oh, cheek rattler i know i've been there before you know we've all been there where you're like man i'm gonna get a, i'm gonna get a quiet one out you know and it, it is not right. it is not at all anyway we've got to give props to liberty pd for using their senses to sniff him out read a facebook comment on their sheriff's county facebook page yes so well. if you're hiding from the police that's not the time to try to sneak one out. No. <laughs> you got, dust. Yeah, you, you got to hold that You just got to play it safe. That's right. Wait till you're running. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> Don't do it while you're hiding out. <laughs> that's tough. But we've Priceless. all been there. We've all been there. And that's tough. And that would probably be what would get me if I was ever hiding from the law. You know? <laughs> yes. Um. Well, I got my last story here, which is a short one, too, but it is precious. And it also comes from KATV.com. My buddy Todd sent me this one, but it was posted up in the Facebook group, too. He may have posted it. The headline. Oh, that, that, oh. Just real quick, that, oh, yeah. that last one came from Wilts Couture and also uh, Mark Owens. Okay. So, yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. So the headline on this one is precious. Rattlesnake uranium whiskey found during a traffic stop oh dang this is from guthrie oklahoma some of kimmy's kin folks <laughs> it says police in oklahoma say they found a rattlesnake a canister of radioactive powdered uranium and an open bottle of kentucky deluxe whiskey during a traffic stop of a vehicle that had been reported stolen <laughs> there's a lot to process right there 
The traffic stop happened uh, in Guthrie, about 30 miles north of Oklahoma City. Guthrie Police Sergeant Anthony Gibbs told a local television station that the police don't know why the uranium was in the vehicle or how it was obtained, though uranium ore can be bought on Amazon. Really? I just learned something new. I had no idea. (laughs) Hold on a second. I'm going to look that up right now. I'll finish the article while you're looking it up. (laughs) You think they have free two-day shipping? (laughs) Maybe. Gibbs say police also found a gun in the console and a terrarium in the back seat containing a pet timber rattler. Gibbs says the driver, Stephen Jennings, was charged with possession of a stolen vehicle, transporting an open container of liquor, and driving with a suspended license, and he remains jailed in Logan County. That... To me, sounds like a really awesome dude. You know, I mean, mean, when you're sitting there reading the charges, and it's like, okay, he was driving without a license or suspended license in a stolen vehicle with a uh, out of date registration. Right. He's got a pistol too. He's got a pistol. He's got an open container of alcohol. Yep. He's got a pet rattlesnake. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, well, this This guy's standard redneck stuff. Standard redneck stuff. It goes to 11 yeah. when you say radioactive uranium. Right. Well, like I said earlier, he's definitely friends with the Clintons. <laughs> you know? yes. Before I knew you could buy it off of Amazon, <laughs> which I have to say, the Clintons Amazon, Amazon store must be doing really good selling uranium. <laughs> <laughs> dude if uh if if someone hasn't named their you know, like amazon store yeah like the clinton foundation <laughs> they're selling uranium like, the, internet, oh, the internet has failed us if right. that hasn't happened buy a canister of uranium get a free bill and hillary autographed <laughs> picture yes <laughs> uh again you know what okay i don't know if this is for real but there is a uranium ore on Amazon, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, it ha- it does have free shipping. Oh, for good. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if it's uh if it's just a joke or if it's real. It says well, uh, this ore sample is naturally occurring radioactive materials, so maybe. Are we just selling radioactive <laughs> material over Amazon? That can't be right. I mean, it makes you think. Well, what is our What is Iran doing this so bad? True, right. <laughs> if we're just gonna sell this to anybody. <laughs> well, like Iran could go on Amazon and have it shipped to them. Yeah. You know, you can get it for a thirty nine ninety five donation to the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't know. That's kind of wild. In the picture, they've got they've got like a little uh, Geiger counter out to show <laughs> that it's, it's authentic and real. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow, oh, man! You know, I mean, I don't know why you would need to buy uranium. Let's get down here to uh, some of the reviews. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. uh Excellent sample, five stars. Just received it labeled at over 2,000 CPM. I, I don't know what that is. Something I'm not smart. a scientist. Yes, yeah, so some smart people understand. <laughs> and my ma- measurement of microsieverts an hour is consistent with this. Very good. P.S. I have a doctorate in experimental nuclear physics, but haven't been active for a few decades. <laughs> it brought back memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take your word for it, sir. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. 
this is five stars. Glowing fun. It's great for making things glow. I can see my organs now if I pull the sheets over my head. <laughs> okay this one comes from elia five stars i got a free cat in the box with this purchase but i'm not sure if i should open it to see if the cat's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah schrodinger's sure right (laughs) yes (laughs) oh man so (laughs) this comes from lawrence gonzalez five stars I left this product. <laughs> I left this product next to my pet lizard. Unfortunately, now he's over three hundred and fifty foot tall and is currently destroying Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> uh, That's thank you, wild. Amazon, you, yes. you have not let me down. <laughs> I'm still puzzled that you can buy this on Amazon. Well, I did see just briefly in the description. It's supposed to be for calibrating Geiger counters, so maybe oh. it's not enough to do anything with. Hurt you bad? Yeah, I bet you if you're <laughs> you know? ordering like you know fifty canisters of it, you get on some list. Like the <laughs> FBI be knocking on your door. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll give you superpowers, but like it'll give you like a useless one. Like you can only <laughs> see through wood or something. <laughs> like your vasectomy doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a useless superpower. <laughs> or you can only turn invisible if no one's looking at you. I just wonder what he's doing with his rattlesnake and uranium. Maybe he was trying to create like a super snake. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. A rattlesnake's not what you would consider to be a pet snake. Unless because you're, it'll kill you. Well, unless you're a religious person. Yeah, true. Yeah. If you're up <laughs> on Sand Mountain or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Those people are wild, man. I've got 99 problems. Heard you have problems. Uh, here's how you had a problem. More money, more problems. <laughs> This week, since this since this podcast is going on a while, we're, we want to bring back our problem segment, but yeah. we're going to contain it to just one problem each. Right, okay. So, so do you want to start? Or I me? don't have quite 99 problems, but yeah. uh, I will say this past Friday, I took my wife out on a date. Oh, date night. We went out to eat at a very nice restaurant called burger five. Oh yeah that's a five star <laughs> yes. i really like their burgers they I, I still love their burgers are great yes they got good fries oh yeah way better than mcdonald's don't they get have, me started <laughs> they have one of those fancy drink machines that can give you like all these hundreds of different combinations it's like a magical soda box they right. got they got those yes but when i went to get my straw and this is something i never thought i would see in tuscaloosa alabama I had to use a paper straw. Oh, the horror. (laughs) (laughs) And it was terrible. Right. Now, I'm all for saving the environment. Yeah, but you apparently hate (laughs) turtles. Tiny's on record of hating turtles, guys. I just don't like to drink my soda through a toilet paper roll. That's what it's like. It's like putting your lips up on a toilet paper roll. Okay. The the technology is not there. I, maybe they could cover it in like a waxy type substance Yeah, I or would something. think that would be standard and easy but to do. as it was, I'm sorry, the, the biodegradable straw technology is not there. We can do better. I mean, this okay. is 2019. We are talking about chopping off people's heads and attaching them to donor bodies. True. We can do something better than paper straws. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's my problem. That's week. Okay, that's good. <laughs> So I told you earlier I was going to talk about my problem was going to be that I worked six days this past week, didn't get a day off, didn't even get a lunch hour, and I'm on salary, so I just basically worked a bunch of free hours for everybody. Yeah. But I'm going to change it because I read a column last night on AL.com 
And it's a classic you see it every year this time of year, which is what if Alabama focused on education as much as they focused on football? Right. Okay. This is it's, we we get that around this time of the year. Oh yeah. When school's yeah. starting back. This is I mean standard every year. <laughs> yes. This gets put out. Now, full disclosure, I love Alabama football, mm-hmm. and um, I also love education. Want our education system to be as great as it is. But there's a misconception, I feel like, in the this state among certain people that um, the money that the football team uses and everything is not – like the football program is self-contained. You know, right. they, they generate the money that they use, you know. Mm-hmm. And that money is not like it's – we're not giving kids at – Fawcett Vestavia Elementary School the proper supplies they need because we're paying for our college football team to go play in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game or whatever. Yeah, you know? the reason our football team is as well equipped as it is right. is because people buying tickets yes. to go watch that team right. play. Yes, exactly. Now, I might could get on board with what if we took the excess money that our football team makes like I don't remember it's like 46 million dollars mm-hmm. or whatever profit last year and, and put that profit. into the that's, gen- yeah. yeah that's after expenses right after expenses stuff, yeah. put that into the general education fund or whatever I might could get on board with that but the reason our education system sucks is because we elect sucky politicians it's not because we have a really good college football team right, you know right now, you can make the point that maybe people should care more about who they're voting for than, uh, you know, who Alabama's recruiting, like some 17-year-old five-star kid from, you know, wherever, you know, Verbena, Alabama or whatever, <laughs> you know, that's going to be the next greatest linebacker. Totally get on board with that. But I hate the comparison. Every year it happens about how why don't, why don't Alabamians care much about education as they do about football? Because we're fully capable of caring about both, you know? Yes. Like a person like me, I really do. I want our education system to be great. Not to mention our football team's winning while yeah. our education system is losing. Exactly. So which one do you think I'm going to get excited right. about? And also, I would, <laughs> and let me just say this, and I want to get on a rant, but I've never heard anybody say, all right, this is how much money we need to run the education system. Yes. You know? Like, we just hey, need more. Right. It's always more right more. yeah we just need more let's put more money into it well can't we figure up like a cost you know like this is what one classroom ideally looks like and this is what the cost for that would be and then reverse engineer the problem from there right. you know if it costs a hundred thousand dollars for one classroom to have everything they need kids to have ipads and computers and whatever you know fully staffed faculty fully trained and educated faculty this is what we need then let's reverse engineer how we fund all of it to get that going, you know? Right. I don't know. I'm just a redneck who loves football. <laughs> but that seems to be like no one can tell me that. When everybody's like, our education system's failing and we need to give it more money, I'm like, well, how much does it cost? Mm-hmm. And no one can tell me that. So anyways, get off of football's back, all right? It's the only thing I enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. It's barely the only thing I stay alive for, okay? We also get the... Uh... Well, man, if you were as excited as people getting saved as you oh. are scoring a touchdown. <laughs> it's almost time for those sermons to break out. <laughs> almost time, yes. It's, okay, look, I get very excited about people getting right. saved, okay? Yes. Yeah. And I also get excited about our quarterback running for a right. touchdown when it's fourth and three. Yes, you know? right. Like, it's not a... Uh, 
what is it, like a zero-sum thing? Like, I'm capable of doing both, <laughs> yes. you know? Well, if you get excited about coming to church as you do about going to an Alabama football, you're just like, man, get off my back, all right? <laughs> right. I'm here. I am excited, okay? Now, I'm just people, not a hand-raiser like some people. Now, the people who won't get up on Sunday morning because their team lost the night before, yeah. get them. That's tough. Yeah, get they. <laughs> you need to call them up because they ain't going to be there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's like the Father's Day, like preaching about how, how fathers need to do a better job in the world. And I'm like, I'm here with all my kids, you know? Like, I seem to be one of the good ones. Why am I getting in trouble? Like, shouldn't we call this in to the people who aren't here with their children? Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyway, that was uh, that's, that's our, our Yeah. I guess a uh, third world problem, one a single third or single first world problem of the day. Yeah. We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. So much support they give us. <laughs> this is really essential to the whole operations here. Uh, check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes right on CajunCurl.com. This was created on the Elm Bayou in Louisiana. Evangeline Parish, to be exact. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. A spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use. It's easy to clean. And it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout up a notch... Imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next-door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. Sell them at the, uh, the raid of Area 50. That's right, yeah. Hey. That might give you the energy you need to Naruto your yeah. way down to see the aliens. If you walk up to a guard at Area 51 and give him some Cajun Girl potato he chips, slap you on the back and let you run he'll out. let you in and give you a tour, you know? I'm confirmed. I'm just going to say that's confirmed. And let me tell you, the homemade potato chips, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. It'll change an alien's life at Area 51. It'll change the Naruto runner's life. They'll have more energy. They're amazing. They really will be outrunning bullets. Oh, yes, absolutely. You put, you give them a few to begin with, like way up on top of the hill, and then put the rest of them at the gate. Oh, you can tell they're getting there quick. On CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the spice and the chip cutter, too, but you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Okay, so here locally, they are at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Piggly Wiggly in Northport, The Pig, and Mark's Mart in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel very patriotic while you rush the gates of Area 51. <laughs> it's all natural, it's low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blended spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10. That's E-O-P and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. 
because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. Okay, we have another review. Oh, nice. I know this. Uh, th- thank you, community, so much. Yeah, you guys have really for, stepped it up. Yeah, because we've got something to talk about every week now. That's right. And it's really great for us. Yeah. We hope it's great for y'all. Th- keep it up. Thank yeah, you so much. Absolutely. Today's review comes from Yankee Greg. Oh, Yankee Greg. Yankee Greg. The title of the review is Every Week, and it's rated five stars. This is Yankee Greg from Wisconsin giving my five-star review to these two Southern boys and their Earth Oddity podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there are only a few that I follow religiously, and not in an apostate sort of way. Okay. So thank it, you. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> thank uh, you for clearing that up. Clear, the clarification. The, the, the last thing we would want to do is mislead you. Right. We want to lead you to I'm, the Jesus monster right. truck, not away from it. Well, I've dabbled in creating a cult. <laughs> I've just dabbled in it, but I have never taken that step yet. What was it Creed said? You have uh, more fun as a follower. You make, <laughs> you more, make more money, money as, as a leader. leader. That's right. <laughs> anyway, and this is one of them. So right. we're one of the few podcasts that he follows. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I love the crazy stories and the edgy church humor. <laughs> so, <laughs> edgy. <laughs> very edgy church humor here. <laughs> he must be Southern Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> he must be, yeah. He's not Methodist. We're tame. <laughs> In conservative circles, we are very, <laughs> we're very edgy. edgy. We, are, we are the bad boys of, <laughs> of conservative oh, yeah. evangelical humor. Yeah. Like, what's that? Uh, he's always on Instagram. John Creed or yes, whatever yes like uh we make him look like a choir boy <laughs> I know. you know like, like he's the type of guy you would ask him if he can watch your kids yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> you wouldn't leave your kids alone with us <laughs> i also love cajun curl it's worth the shipping charge that it takes to get up north keep Boom. up the good work use that 10 percent discount and it's pretty much going to cover your shipping charge Absolutely. i don't even know what the shipping charge is i'm just saying that but maybe <laughs> it's going to cover some of it at least i was about to say it is Better 10% than 0%. Exactly. So there yeah. you go. So thank thanks, you. Yankee Greg. Yeah, thank you so much, Yankee Greg. Yeah. I like a guy named Yankee Greg. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I'm glad it's better than Carpetbagger, Greg. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> well, anyway. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, where you get us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox, Tune in, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on them all. That's right. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmetal.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Do you like to look at pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. Oh, yeah. We'll put one up here in a little bit, by the way. You can go look at those pictures at underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if all of that fails and you still want to get in touch with us, we have an old-fashioned phone number. That's right. I wish more people would call it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, What's that phone number, John? Uh, it, John? It's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Operators are standing by. Call now to get the 1999 special. <laughs> yes. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.